glad that he's for me because when God is for me then what can stand against me when I'm facing things in life that I just don't understand and I don't see an end in sight I know that he's for me and I know that he's working all things together for my good even at the time I may not understand it I may not and it may not feel like it's my good 
but he's working it all together for my good. We have one prayer request here for Jackie Lilly, need of a healing. This is from Sister Dorothy Soretti. Let's remember this need. Keep continue to pray for the needs that we uh, request here on a, a regular basis for Sonny and Lois Albert, for Chad Campbell. Uh, there's another Chad. I don't remember the last name. Culp, yes. Just remember that. Does anyone else, just by an uplifted hand, maybe you didn't get to fill out a card, just raise your hand and say, I have a prayer request tonight. We're, we're not going to call each of them out, but God knows what we have need of before we ask, but we need to speak it out in faith and allow God to do a work in that situation. Let's take these needs before the Lord. If you have a need in your body and you would like prayer tonight, we ask that you would come forward at this time, and we are going to believe God with you that he's going to do a work in your situation. Lord, we love you. We worship you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you already done in this house. Lord, we thank you for your presence and your spirit that we've already felt. Lord, we come to you tonight with these needs. Lord, knowing, Lord, that you are faithful and that you are just to to meet each and every need, Lord. God, we pray for Jackie Lilly, who's in need of a healing. Lord, you know the situation, and we know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above anything we can ask or we can thank God. For Sonny and Lois Albert, Lord, continue to touch them in their health situation. Continue to do a work in their lives, Lord. For Chad Campbell, God, that you would bring a healing, Lord, that only you can do. You know the miracle that he has need of in his life, God. God, I pray that you would speak peace and comfort into his life, into his family, Lord. For Chad Culp and the need that he has, Lord. God, that you would do a work there. God, we, we, we just believing tonight, Lord, that you are going to meet each and every need. You saw the needs, the hands that were raised and the needs that were spoken out here tonight. God, we lift them to you in faith, believing, Lord, knowing that you are just and that you are for us and that you're working all things together for our good. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch each and every situation. God, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. We're going to
lift our hands again. Let's sing that chorus, Lord, here I am to worship. If you didn't come to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords tonight, what are you doing? Oh, we gathered in this house to worship Him, to lift Him up, to magnify Him. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Oh, let's sing that again. Oh, lift your hands, lift your voice. Here I am to worship God. Here I am, Lord. worship him oh we glorify your name jesus god you are worthy of my praise oh you're worthy of my worship jesus oh i exalt you lord i magnify you lord i glorify you lord oh be exalted jesus hallelujah Oh, 
Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. We're going to take up our Sunday night tithes and offering with the ushers to come at this point. We have the affirmation statement up there. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and shall be given to me. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest paid, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God, blessed to walk in health and abundance with divine favor. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your your tithe, your offering, why don't you just lift that up to the Lord. We're going to pray and ask God to bless the Lord. We thank you. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We've already felt here tonight. God, we pray, Lord, that you would take this offering that's being given tonight and that you would bless it, Lord, to the furtherance of your kingdom. God, bless that those have to give. Bless those who do not. Lord, help us to give out of the abundance that you have given to us, Lord. We thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed on us. And, Lord, we want to give that back to you and to the work of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, give as God has blessed you. I'm just warm enough. I'm just warm enough. I'm just warm enough. Warm enough. I'm just warm enough. 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're a different kind of people than what this world is used to. Amen. We've been changed, we've been transformed. We're made new creations. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I've got news for you. We're just warming up. Hallelujah. We're just warming up. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord's not going to have a nervous breakdown because you get a little loud. That's right. That's right. We're just going to keep on praising God and lifting him up. Oh, isn't God good tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My, this, uh, these uh, uh, praise teams are doing excellent. Music and singers. I'm just so grateful. This morning's and tonight, just great. Praise the Lord. You can be seated just a moment. Amen. I just want to uh, uh, remind you that uh, next week is Sunday night. Next Sunday night is our annual Christmas program, 6 o'clock. That's all we're going to do that night. And uh, it's going to be great. It'll be a great evening. I encourage you to come and be blessed. Amen. If after church... If after church tonight I could have some strong-armed men uh, that would come up and help move this podium for Sister Terry, she'll tell you what to do with it. And uh, uh, we will get that out of the way for next Sunday. 
and uh, just appreciate any help you can do. Christmas for Christ, you're seeing the cards, and I keep seeing a few more leave. And uh, if you're if you have not committed something for Christmas for Christ, I encourage you to do so. Amen. Do something. Amen. And uh, you can come up and look at the uh, envelopes, and you have into February, or rather January, to do that. And uh, we will uh, let you know when we need to have it. But you don't have to pay it before Christmas, but it gives us an opportunity to uh, to plan ahead. And uh, Christmas for Christ is for uh, North American missions and uh, help start churches. And we want to be a participant in all we can do. Amen. Be blessed of the Lord. Be blessed of the Lord. God is good. And there are many ways that uh, uh, North American missions blesses our missionaries in North America. And these are not overseas dollars. These are staying in North America, United States, and Canada. And uh, and so uh, helping start new churches and uh, to establish them, to bless them. And we so appreciate, amen, every, every dollar that is given towards that. And thank you for your commitment to the cause of the gospel in all the world. Hallelujah. This is Mission Sunday, and every first Every first Sunday, we have a report on Sunday morning, and we did this morning. And it's always good to hear what the Lord is doing in our uh, missions around the world. Amen. And uh, we heard this morning from our foreign missions and from some North American missions reports. And we're just thrilled with what the Lord is doing. Amen. This Wednesday night is First Wednesday Prayer. First Wednesday Prayer, so we're having prayer this Wednesday night. I encourage you to come and be with us at 7 o'clock and join us for an hour of prayer, focused prayer, believe in God for mighty things, mighty things. And uh, the Lord has blessed and uh, certainly is going to continue to do so. I'm believing that. And uh, through the years, prayer has changed many things. And I believe that God answers prayer. How many knows that as a witness that God has done things for you? And so we look forward to meeting with you on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Come and meet with us for prayer this Wednesday night. A week from this Wednesday, our second Wednesday, is our first, our first connect group and uh, we're going to be meeting in homes and so uh, uh, I still didn't get that out that's what I failed to do this weekend however I know that most of what would our leaders our leaders please stand our leaders if you're if they're going to be meeting at your house would you please stand thank you so much amen Sister Debbie, I saw you start to stand. 
she's the leader and you're the house? Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> amen. If you saw somebody from your neighborhood or where you're going, amen, uh, let them know that you're going to be attending their group. And um, I will try to have that out, I hope, Wednesday night. And so that people can sign up for it. But most people already know where they're going and uh, probably have communicated that in some fashion. But uh, uh, it starts at 7 o'clock on Connect Group Wednesday nights. Starts at 7 o'clock. And uh, uh, I teach every class by way of Zoom. And uh, so they would be using their monitor to... Uh, uh, to cast uh, pastor's face up there, and I'll be teaching everyone at the same time. It's a great way to connect, amen. But then the small groups provide that there is uh, opportunity for fellowship, and uh, many, if not all of them, will have some some uh, refreshments or something, and and uh, that you can refresh yourself with. And uh, what a great way to connect with fellow believers and people that uh, you love being with and to bring your neighbors, your friends. Amen. We've had so many guests that have come to these connect groups and uh, we've had a great turnout in total numbers uh, that have come to our connect groups. If you have never attended one, I encourage you to do so. Go to at least one. Go to at least one, find out what they're all about, amen, and uh, you're going to be blessed in a special way. Praise God. So uh, we look forward to that, and uh, we're trusting that you're going to be blessed in a special way for our connect groups. Amen to God. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I tell you, I am so thrilled with what God is doing and trust in the Lord and believe in God for mighty things. Amen. As he continues to do a work in the kingdom. Praise God. Would you take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to uh, uh, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 19. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And verse 19. Amen. <clears throat> this one verse is all I'm going to read. It says, For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Father, thank you for the word tonight. We pray you would speak into our hearts and help us to receive of you. And we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. God bless you and you may be seated. I will read one more verse now that you are seated in Acts chapter 24 and verse 14. Acts chapter 24 and verse 14. The words of the Apostle Paul, but this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law, 
and in the prophets. Amen. I want to preach uh, using the words uh, of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 19. It says, for there must be also heresies among you. I want to preach heresies must be. Heresies must be. What a uh, challenging thought that the Apostle Paul uh, wrote uh, concerning uh, uh, the, the Scripture uh, and talking about heresies. Amen. It is expanded upon in uh, previous verse to that in verse 18 in 1 Corinthians 11 and 18 where he says, For first of all, when ye come together in the church, everybody say in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you and I partly believe it. For there must also, there must be also heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. The word heresy simply defined means dissensions arising from diversity of opinions. Let me say it again. Dissensions arising from diversity of opinions. Paul stated it this way. He said, this I confess unto thee, that after the way they call heresy, that's the way I worship. That's the way I worship. Believe in all things that are written in the law and in the prophets. And then later he wrote the words of 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 19 where he said, There must also be heresies among you. Heresies. There must be. In the previous verse, as I stated, was, uh, as I read, uh, and where he said that there uh, was divisions among them. And he says, uh, uh, and I partly believed it. I find that interesting that he said, I, I partly believe it. Amen. He's, I'm intrigued to, uh, to believe that, uh, uh, that uh, it, it is so. Uh, and uh, he said, because, because um, there must be heresies but there is a reason for it he said that they which are approved may be made manifest among you sometimes and along the way of of uh, the, the the defining of a word and uh, a purpose and its intent uh, by way of scripture, sometimes a word develops with its sort of a connotation of its own and, and to where it's simply, uh, it's referenced as a heresy, which is, uh, uh, which would be a, uh, a way of thinking, a doctrine, a false doctrine. Uh, and, uh, it's referenced just simply that's a heresy. Uh, 
And uh, I, I know through the years I've heard that word uh, uh, interchangeably used uh, with false doctrine. Uh, that's, uh, that's heresy. But uh, literally it, 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 it is, but it's also referencing the division that can come with that. Uh, the, the group that can uh, uh, accol- uh, couple itself with that way of thinking and those mindsets that can be. Um, Paul said uh, that they must be uh, because uh, there's a reason for it, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. And, and of course, uh, when you follow that through, you find that it, there seems to be a separating of mindsets. Um, and there is one that will go one way and one will go another way. And he says one is right and one is wrong. And, and he said, so that would bring up uh, the approval um, of those who are right, but it would also bring the demise of those who are wrong. Now that's it in a nutshell, and I realize that, and it's not just that that I'm talking about tonight. Amen. Uh, heresies must be. Um, let me take this just a little bit uh, uh, more uh, defined uh, in a definitive way uh, uh, concerning what it is. Um, it is a test that has a cleansing effect of the body. It is a revealing of something that is not good and it's taken care of. There is a, uh, I, I, I know that there are times when uh, uh, someone may find something in their body um, that is not uh, healthy. And, and so they go to the doctor and the doctor says, I have found uh, uh, whatever it may be, a cancer or, or a tumor or some growth or something that's not right. And I think that we need to remove that. We need to isolate that for whatever reason. Um, we need to take care of that. I, I recalled uh, uh, recently and was telling somebody uh, that when this, this sanctuary, this new, newest part of our building was being built, <clears throat> uh, there was a man, uh, uh, his name was Mike Fergie. And Mike Fergie came and uh, was on the crew that came and he was uh, uh, working, uh, uh, building uh, the, the structure. And, and uh, as he was working, finally one of the guys came to me and says, Hey, there's a man that is working with us that knows you and I want you to meet him. And so... Uh, they brought him to us and, and, uh, he says he wants to meet my wife and I and, and, uh, Mike Fergie, um, uh, now he's an adult man and he's, he's working, uh, building this, this place and, and, uh, but when he was, uh, uh, five years old, we went to his home church in Mexico, Missouri. And uh, we had a children's revival. My wife and I did. We were in children's ministry at the time. 
And uh, as you would consider, my wife and I was somewhat younger then. And uh, so we, we took our puppets down and, and uh, we had a service. And in that service, uh, God filled Mike Fergie, five years old, with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And who would have known that after all those years, he would have been building the church that uh, we were now pastoring here in Palmyra. And uh, we were just thrilled to meet him and to talk with him and had some great conversations with with him, what a great young man he was. One particular day in the process of uh, the construction, none of the guys showed up to work, and that always bothers somebody when you hire contractors and they just don't show up one day. They didn't call, they didn't say what it was. Uh, I, I had no clue what was going on. I was bothered all day, and finally, I think the I don't know if I called or what happened. They showed up the next day, whatever it was. But I learned what happened. They said they were at the motel that night. And sometime during the night, Mike got to hurting extensively. Mike got to hurting so bad and uh, he had to go to the emergency room uh, and uh, they took him home. They took him to the doctor. I don't know if it was here or there, but they took him to the doctor and, and, uh, and they said they learned some devastating news. Mike was full of cancer. And uh, we we was like, oh no, not Mike. Uh, Mike is a picture of health. To look at him, he's a strong young man, and and uh, he could does uh, you know he could do anything uh, with uh, a saw and a hammer, and and uh, he was just a great builder. But he was very sick, and and uh, and they said uh, we've got to do something. Uh, he obviously had a very large uh, growth. Uh, uh, of cancer in his body and uh, they said we've got to do something but the 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 location it was and the way it had already entangled itself into his his body into his uh into his uh, stomach area they said uh, no doctor wanted to touch it around St. Louis they couldn't find a doctor that would do it and finally they went uh, at, clear to, I think, Indianapolis, and they said that's where they found a doctor that said, I will attempt to do so, and I'm willing to try to save this young man's life. He attended, uh, Brother uh, uh, Scott Graham uh, was his pastor, and the sanctuary at uh, uh, Florissant, and, and uh, so he went to church, and, and uh, before he went uh, to Indianapolis, uh, they laid hands on him and prayed for him. And then he got in the car and they began to make the drive. He said somewhere between St. Louis and Indianapolis, he felt something inside of him shift. He said, I don't know what it was. All I know is I felt something strange. It just shifted inside of me. He said they took him in, they took him, uh, prepared, prepped him for surgery, and uh, I'm keeping this very simple uh, uh, without uh, uh, trying to over-exaggerate your imagination, but they opened him up, and there was that large tumor. And the doctor said all he had to do was reach in, pick it up. It had completely detached itself. It was encased 
He just picked it up and set it to the side. It was all gone. He sewed him back up. Mike is in good health today, and God touched him. Woo! What a miracle. Praise God. What an amazing testimony. Uh, Amen. Yes, it was a journey to get that far, uh, but look what God did. Amen. Uh, You know, here's the thing. Uh, Sometimes God looks down at a church. Uh, Sometimes God looks at us. He says, you know what? Uh, There's something that needs to be removed. Uh, Amen. Sometimes there's some things that just need to be taken out of the way, uh, and it needs to be... uh, in such a way. And so there is a cleansing that God allows us. Uh, the scripture says there are times when if that is so, he will reveal a frame, a, a, a type of thinking that is not proper according to the word of the Lord. Uh, how can I know what I must think and what I must do? Uh, I can tell you that Jude wrote something about it. Um, he said this in Jude, and there's only one chapter. It's verse 10. Uh, I'm sorry, in verse 3, he said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Aren't you glad to know that there is a faith? There is something that is driven, amen, in stone. It's already written. It's already spoken. It's already established. God's word does not change. It's the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Even back then, Judas saying It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. He goes on in verse 4. He says how this happened. He says, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, that's lawlessness, and, and, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He, he, as he began to write further about these things and he began to explain and began to sort of lay a groundwork for several verses, but he got to verse 10 and he said, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beast in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and 
perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Amen. He speaks of those who would begin to spread something. Amen. If I may say something that was not according to the to the faith that was once delivered to them. But they took a U-turn somewhere. They begin to turn and to go and to proclaim something else. He says they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Amen. You realize Cain murdered his brother. Amen. Balaam falsely led people into sin knowing the consequences to them so he could receive gain Korah spoke against Moses and Aaron. You take too much. Oh, friend, how important it is that we recognize and know that God is for us and wants us to be what he desires in our life. Amen. To follow him in truth. To follow him as it ought to be. Somebody say amen. Praise God. The acts of Somebody said is the acts of the apostles. Jude is the acts of the apostates. Those who have gone after another way. Oh God help us that we stick to the word of God. That we hold fast to that which what the word of God tells us. You've got to have something that keeps us in check. We've got to have something that keeps us in line. We've got to have that. Somebody say amen. It matters not how great the boat is. It matters not how wonderful the ship is. Amen. Just look at the Titanic. It doesn't matter if the wrong man is at the helm of it. What's at the helm is going to direct us. What's at the helm is going to say slow down, speed up to the right or to the left. It's going to be... But if there's no care except just, uh, hey, uh, I want to do this from my mind. Uh, I want to just get there. Uh, uh, it, it, I've got a record to keep. Uh, I've got to get there as quick as I can. Uh, every time, there, If there's anything in Branson uh, where we were last week and we so enjoyed our time there. Uh, but if there's anything in Branson that just is rather, it, it's rather sobering. Uh, it's to come to that one junction where I look over and they have that replica built of the Titanic and it's a museum and you can go in and if, you, if you've never been there you ought to yourself to at least go to that and, and to walk through as they just sort of sober your thinking to, to realize that there was real people that was on a real boat in a real cold ocean and it went down to the bottom. I'm going to tell you it's just it's not that far from the surface to the bottom of the ocean when 
when you consider that it was a very serious matter. Amen. I'm telling you folks, we're afloat today, but it's not far from where we are to a destructive nature by force that can come against us if we don't hold fast to the word of God and to the truths of God's word. Somebody ought to say amen. Praise God. There was some things that Israel could not do. Israel could not pass over until the old generation had died. Only Joshua and Caleb were the ones... Excuse me, that was able to go on. It was, uh, they said, our brethren have discouraged us. Amen. You realize that Joshua and Caleb, they were the only ones of that previous generation. The Lord said, they're not going to go. I'm not saying it's a generation. But what I am saying is there was something. The Lord said, they've got a mindset. They're a faithless people. They're not believing me. They're not trusting me. It's important that we hold on to what God wants us to hold on to. I tell you, friend, there's nothing that the church would want to have in any other way than to hold on to the word of God and to hold on to the way that God says, I will bless that way. I'll bless that way. I'm going to help that way. It's important. But even if it comes to anything else, you've got to make up your mind that I'm in this for keeps. There's nothing else in this world that I want, but I want to press on to the cause of truth in my life. Somebody say amen. Amen. The scripture tells us about uh, uh, the, the prodigal son. The scripture says in Luke 15 and 12, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, Give me, everybody say, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. In verse 19, thank you, buddy. In verse 19 of the same chapter, he comes back to his father. He's wanting to say, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me, everybody say, make me as one of thy hired servants. Amen. There's a long ways from give me to make me. I submit to you tonight that the prodigal could not return home till he had left off the pig pen. A changed man. A lot happened between verses 12 and verses 19. Am I talking to somebody tonight? There's some things you cannot take with you. Amen. If you desire something more of God, you've got to make up your mind. There's nothing in this world I want to hold on to. It's dividing me. It is causing me to step into an arena that says I've made up my mind like Joshua of old. Whose side are you on? As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I'm preaching tonight You've got to make a commitment that says, I'm in this for keeps. I could care less what anybody else says. I'm in this all the way. I've made up my mind I'm going to serve God. I'm looking at a church that's beautiful. I'm looking at 
people. Oftentimes, uh, I'm the recipient of people, uh, the visits that come in when everybody else is gone. And again and again, people say things like such a beautiful sanctuary. And they they make that comment. And I'm so grateful for the blessings of God and, and God's goodness. Amen. I can remember when it wasn't this way in Palmyra. I remember when it was so much less. I remember when we sat on uh, old uh, cast off, uh, uh, basically cast off. Uh, I think I paid $100 for the whole set of them, Brother Gordon. Uh, old uh, uh, theater seats. And uh, we had to keep... Uh, pushing the backs back up in them, you know, to keep them up in there. And we'd fasten them somehow. And they were multicolored. And, and uh, oh, it was a bright place. It sure was. And and they all had armrest. Wouldn't you like to have that tonight? And they all had armrest. And they were so comfy. And and uh, uh, Amy and and uh, I don't think Katina ever did. But I know Amy probably did. She learned how to sleep uh, uh, circling around. Jeff did too. He, he learned how to lay on those things and he could curl his way uh, around those arms and and uh, they slept pretty good amen and uh, I, I know Chris did it and and I, I look at those things and and I think man we've come a long ways that's right we've come a long ways but oh friend I'm I'm just going to say something I'm not encouraging anything I thank God for this but I'm going to tell you something take this and take it with you I'll t- go back to the old Lisa Road if I ever have to. If you give me a choice that says it's this or it's your message, I'll say I'll hold on to the message because I believe in what I'm preaching. And ah, I feel the Holy Ghost. I believe in what we're standing on tonight. I believe it with all my heart. Amen. I'm telling you, we can go to heaven if we'll hold on to Jesus. But friend, if what we think is just getting stuff is the way you know it's going to be some people think that the person that ends up at the end of life with the garage full of toys is the winner I've got news for you those things are going to burn up they're going to go away but if you've got Jesus you can say take this world but give me Jesus hallelujah you'll be singing right along with these praisers tonight it says I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. You may look at me and think that I'm acting crazy tonight, but that's all right. Say it all you want. I'm still in this race. I'm still wanting to serve God. I'm still wanting to live for him. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Joseph of the Old Testament. Sometimes God's promises leads through a pit. And the deeper the pit, the greater the promise. Amen. Oh, but I'm holding on to him. I'm holding on to him. When you've got Jesus, when you've got something he's blessed you with, when you've got something that means so much to you, you don't have to get ugly about it. You don't have to have a bad attitude about it. You don't have to fight about it. You don't have to. 
Brother Jimmy Tony, a lot of you all love Brother Jimmy Tony and uh, have been blessed by his preaching. Brother Jimmy Tony, they say, made this statement, said, uh, careful who you debate scripture with. Eve was deceived debating the word of God. Let me say that again. Be careful who you debate scripture with. Eve was deceived debating the word of God. You don't have to debate it. Just hold on to it. Just hold on to it. Just love him. Hallelujah. They're going to come asking you. They're going to come wanting what you've got. They're going to come wanting that and desiring that. Hallelujah. And oh, when we follow him, amen, you will understand right along with me that the faith which was once delivered into the saints, I'm going to contend for that. I'm going to fight for that. I'm going to stand for that. I want to do the right thing. I want to walk the right way. I want to be the way he wants me to be. Through the years, I've been able to meet some very wonderful people. I'm not going to preach long tonight. Amen. But I've met some very wonderful people, and I was telling some yesterday we had an opportunity to uh, go and join uh, uh, Daniel Bach and some of the group that he has a men's prayer uh, and breakfast out at Newark and Brother Sonny uh, good friends with Daniel, and and uh, we took our group of men there after our time of prayer, and and then we was able to visit some things out at Heartland, and uh, <clears throat> as we were going through the country, and I was just talking along the way, and and uh, I, man, I've, I've been around here for a, a little while. And I've met a lot of people and I've heard a lot of wonderful stories. And one of those that I've heard was uh, about uh, uh, old Pop Darley, they called him. Pop Darley was not Bob Darley. Bob Darley was the son. Pop was an old man when we came to Palmar. And he lived to be in his 90s. And uh, I had the privilege of preaching his funeral and his wife, Edith, also. But Pop Darley, uh, when we came and we introduced ourselves, he learned that I was the Pentecostal preacher. He got all excited. He said, that's what they used to call us. And I had the opportunity. He never came to church. His health was just, he was just poor and strength and such. And, and if you ever saw him even get up out of the chair, he had to work his way a little bit and rock himself until he could finally get up on his feet and stand up. And, and, uh, but we loved them. We went to their house and taught them Bible study. And Sister Axton even took her accordion. And we had uh, uh, a wonderful uh, uh, little service right there. And uh, we were uh, uh, sang a song, and and we just had church there in their in their kitchen. And I set up the chart, and I taught Bible study to him. And I was so very plain with him because I wanted to be sure that he understood what I was saying. He, he said, oh, yeah. He said, let me tell you my story. And as he began to tell it, I began to write notes. And I wrote the notes that I used at his funeral. And I explained to them 
as I talked to them and I told the story and as I told it, uh, I saw some old uh, gray-haired people begin to sit up and nod their head. They said, that's right. Uh, They remembered the same thing. Uh, But it was somewhere back, and I would have to look at the notes, but it was somewhere either the early 30s, late 20s, um, it seems like. But uh, uh, they they went, uh, uh, they were in living in Stephenville. Anybody know where Stephenville is? They were living in Stephenville, and there in Stephenville was the schoolhouse. And he said there was a crippled preacher. That's the way he said it. He said there was a crippled preacher from LaBelle that came down to to Stephenville to preach a revival. He said the whole community and all the churches got together for this revival. He said somebody housed the preacher and somebody else brought food, you know, and somebody else brought wood to heat the to heat for the 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 church, and and they all had church. He said, but the Holy Ghost was poured out. He says, I received the Holy Ghost in that revival. God filled people with the Holy Ghost way back there in Stephenville. I heard it firsthand from that man that had experienced it himself. And he says, and he took me to the Fabby River and he baptized me in Jesus name. Praise God. Oh, he says, I got excited about it. Praise God. He says, but, but the thing it was was they were apparently they weren't really a, a, an established preacher uh, uh, that I heard of after that uh, a man uh, that stayed there with them uh, and that preacher went on and that's the way a lot of them were uh, they would come uh, and they would pass through the region uh, and they would preach uh, and they would leave uh, a group of people that had an experience with God uh, but oh friend there was some of them that never forgot uh, what God gave them uh, I'm preaching to you tonight. If God did something for you, never forget it Brother Nelson. Never forget what God did for you. Never forget that day. I was just a boy when you come to the Lord. I can remember you. I can remember your friends. I can remember uh, uh, Charles Elliott. I I can remember those amen that came with you and there was sort of an excitement in the church. No, not sort of. There was an excitement because God had filled somebody with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember you telling about how that you told your, called your mom and said, Mom, I got saved last night. You don't want to forget that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to suggest you'll never forget that. And you never want to walk away from that. That, my friend, is what God did for you. Never let something get in your life. You will be given an opportunity to make a choice someday. And that, I believe, is what Paul's saying. You're going to be given a choice. They must be because it'll prove you. It'll prove you what you are. And when you make up your mind, you're going to say, no, I believe this. This is what I believe. This is what it is. Oh, I'm going to tell you, God will stand with you. He'll help you. He'll bless you. He'll keep you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. God has been good to us here in Palmyra, and he's not through yet. Amen. God is good to us here in Palmyra, and he's not through yet. I'm going to close. Praise God. I recall, I said this recently, but it comes to my mind again. But I recall when we were told that we could no longer 
have church in that building out on Leaser Road. It was a rented building, and the owner needed it. Their building, their, rather their business was expanding, and they needed the building for office space. He had told me all along, he said, I hope you all stay here as long as you can. Just keep on staying here. <clears throat> I kind of liked it too. <clears throat> it was only $175 a month rent. Who wouldn't like to have that? That's what I thought. It was wonderful. But it was a struggle because $175 might as well have been 1000 It was a lot of money. But God provided for us. And he kept us. But when the day came and our group of people that we'd had had dwindled, it wasn't what it was. It was a lot less. And not only that, we were told you need to move. Where are we going to go and what are we going to do? That, my friend, is the place where a lot of people say, I guess I got to go. Leave it alone now. I've got to do something else. It's over here. But that wasn't what God told me. God said he was going to build a church in Palmar. God had called me for a reason, and I had not seen everything God was going to do yet. And that's when I made a statement, and I still believe that today. If we're reduced to having church in a barn, I'll do it. If we have to go to a garage, I'll do it. Whatever it takes. You know what? I believe there's a time and a place when you're faced with the inevitable choice. That's what a heresy does. That's what a division does. You've got to choose what are you going to do. And that's where we're at tonight. I'm not saying there's an issue in the church. I'm not saying anything like that. Hear me out. Don't read into this what I'm not trying to say. But read into it this. Everybody makes a choice someday. Even after you've walked with God, you face it. You come to a place and you say, which way do I go? What do I do? You'll have an opportunity to turn to the right or to the left. I'm sad to say that I've seen people make the wrong decision. They've made the wrong turn before and it broke our hearts. But it didn't change our mind. We're still in this. Sometimes God has to let some stay in the wilderness and never come out because they made that choice. But he blesses those who go on. Hallelujah. He blesses those who go on. And so you must not look at what you see in a physical way, in a earthly way. You can't look and say, man, look what we could have if we would just do this. No, you've got to say, I'm in this Jesus with you and I know you'll help me. That's what God does. Am I making sense tonight? Am I making sense to somebody that says, I've got to make up my mind. I'm going to serve him with all my heart. I hope that you feel that way tonight.
I wonder if you'd stand with me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm making up my mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. If you can't find anybody else to encourage you, encourage yourself. Make up your mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to live for God. You're going to face the crossroads. And you've got to make the right decision. You've got to make the right decision. Jesus, I'm in this all the way. I want to do your will. I want to serve you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I say to somebody tonight <clears throat> that if you choose the wrong thing, you have wrote your own demise. You have suggested to yourself that it wasn't worth it. I've got news for you. Don't listen to the deceiver's voice. It says, come on, I've got something better for you. That's not what it's about. It's what is the right way. I'm following Jesus. I'm following him all the way. I'm following Jesus all the way. Hallelujah. I want to live for him. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. I'm in this Jesus for keeps. I'm going to keep following you. Hallelujah. I wonder if you feel that way tonight. If you just come and join me in the front. and Let's recommit ourselves with that purpose. I'm going all the way to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to hold on to his hand. I'm going to keep following him. I'm going to keep listening for his voice. I want to make it. Hallelujah. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to be committed. God put something in nature. He put something in nature of animals. That's amazing to me. Did you hear in the news the other day? I read it, I guess. There was a man that was out hiking. Him and his dog. And they said that uh, they never heard back from him. One day led him two days, a week, a few weeks. A couple weeks, whatever it was, three weeks. It was several days. And they said some others, hunters or somebody came across his body. And they found him. He had fallen off a very high area along where he was walking, lost his footing, and he fell. And that's where he died. But they said standing beside him was his faithful dog. Had lost some weight, but he refused to leave. I read that and it almost brought tears to my eyes I read about the faithfulness of that we told it to Timmy our son you know anybody ever meet Wally it happened to him and Wally it was when Timmy had 
not been home a long time and he was still having some seizures. And you didn't know when they'd come on and he had been at a friend's and was walking home in the dark. One cold night. He had a seizure and he passed out. Right, right on a sidewalk. Somewhere between his friend's house and our house. In the dark. He says, I don't know how long I was there. But when I come to, there was Wally licking his face, trying to get him up. He says, and I was confused. All I knew is there was a house half crawled and he made his way up to that house. He knocked on the door. They didn't come. And who wouldn't in the middle of the night, not knowing who was out there. They just called the police. Thank God it's Palmar police. They knew who Tim was. Tim, what's wrong? I don't know where I'm at. They realized something was wrong. They said, get in the car. We'll take you home. Wally had a ride in the golf, in the, in, I started the, the golf cart. That wasn't the golf cart. In, in the uh, police car. And so Tim and Wally got in the car and they brought him home. Talking about the faithfulness. If a dog can be that faithful. How much faithful should you be? You go through a bad time? Is that when you leave? Is that when you throw it in? No. You stay right there because when you wake up, he's going to be right there beside you. When you come to yourself, you're going to realize he still loves me. He's still for me. He's not going to leave me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you glad we serve a God like that? Would you lift your hands to the Lord and let's love him, Jesus? We just love you tonight. Hallelujah. You're such a good God to us. You're such a good God to us. Hallelujah. You're such a good God to us. Oh, God, I appreciate you. Hallelujah. 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 You're so good to me. You're so good to me. Hallelujah. Put him first in your life. Put him first in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just feel like worshiping him a little more. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You're good to me, Jesus. You're good to me, Jesus. You're so good to me. I depend upon you, Lord. I depend upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I wonder if it'd be permissible. Could you turn to somebody near you and just pray for one another for a moment? Uh, Hallelujah. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He cares enough for you. Hallelujah. 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 My Lord and my God, you're good to us, Jesus. 
You're good to us, Lord, all the time. You're good to us, Lord. You're good to us, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And Lord, if there's anybody here tonight that needs to make up their mind which way they're going, And whose side they're on. Help them, Lord, to choose the right way. And make the right choice tonight. I'm on your side. And like Joshua of old, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm making that choice. Hallelujah. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. God bless you. Love you. Hallelujah. So appreciate the presence of God that's in this place. The wonderful spirit of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God.